GIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer, TGIF, everybody. Glad that you are here joining us. We love to be in your ears of a Friday and a Saturday, too. As a matter of fact, I'm Gary Mance. Suzanne Mitchell is with me working on a computer issue, and we will be up to full capacity in no time, I'm sure. Did you hear the optimism? Let's say hello to bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. Our producer, Benny, you're just trying to navigate your, a technical hurricane here. I am. I'm doing okay, though. It must be the, the full moon that was in Capricorn early. This It's the, kind of like the aftermath. I'm going to go with that one. Thank God we don't have to blame the damn Mercury retrograde. Ah! <laughs> right? That, that just gets a little too hackneyed. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, um, I'm so grateful for the technology of Zoom there anyway. If stuff like this happens once in a while, I'm not going to worry too much about it because I remember, I'm telling one on ourselves here, Suzanne and I actually had this big, it was like black spaghetti, right, because the casing around the wiring was black. Mm. there, And we had the spaghetti bowl of wires for a couple of years. My God, that was a hassle. And that's when we had a tie line and we worked everything together. It was just a very complicated, circuitous process. And then comes the improvements with Skype, and the station started using it. And then all of a sudden, Zoom, at the perfect time in world history, by the way, during a pandemic, hello, incredible, I mean, there, was, there must be a technology angel somewhere in the universe looking out for us. So we have Zoom, and now we're just trying to avail ourselves of that miraculous technology. And I appreciate you, Benny, for um, hanging in there and just kind of you know, making sure that we stay on the air. But I tell you, gremlins, some days they just take over the whole show. Yeah, it's okay. You know, I'm kind of used to it by now. You know, 20 years almost solid in the biz. You know, if I have to yell, hard to port or hard to starboard, you know, I'll get it done. It's all good. <laughs> we're, we're good. It's all good. And it's July. You can't blame it on an iceberg. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> While we're waiting for the big reboot here, I've got this piece of paper that contains some relevant information about our guest today. All right. And she's not just any guest. She's a friend of ours, one of those friends we have yet to meet face-to-face. If you count Zoom, then we've even done that. But we haven't been in each other's presence yet. I hope that we will over dinner and drinks and who knows what there someday. That would be wonderful. Kelly Sullivan Walden is our guest today. We're going to talk with Dr. Dream. We're going to talk about uh, you know, the dream process, remarkable dreams that we and others have had, and other stuff besides, because she is always evolving. That's the thing about Kelly Sullivan Walden, a certified clinical hypnotherapist, whose unique approach to dream therapy led her to become a trusted advisor, coach, and consultant for thousands of individuals, including Fortune 500 executives, UN ambassadors, celebrities, inner-city kids, and stay-at-home moms, (laughs) with or without soccer. Her dream insights have been featured on many national talk shows, including The Dr. Oz Show, Ricky Lake, The Real, Bethany, Coast to Coast, and Hallmark's Home and Family. And... uh, she reaches, you know, we had to scratch out the part where she reaches 4 million women every month. It's probably double that now, but we'll find out when we talk to her. And we'll get to the uh, bottom of the hour, and when we come back from our one and only break, then we're going to put you in touch with her because there are so many portals to the world and the imagination and the analytical capacity of Kelly Sullivan Walden, who joins us now on the phone, I think. Kelly, how are you, my dear? I'm sorry all this is happening. I love it, and I'm so happy to be with you. I'll take you, whether there's internet interference or whether we're in a box with a fox or wherever. I'll have blue eggs and ham or green eggs and ham. Blue? That's a different I'll planet. You guys. <laughs> blue eggs? I love blue eggs. I know that you folks enjoy your blue eggs out there on the left coast. On the left coast. Oh, it's nice, so Gary. true. Nice, nice. What about the Margaritaville song that's popular on your coast, Gary, where you blame uh, Margar- everyone? You know, Margaritas you could get here, but if you start talking about blue eggs, I think they'd pass a law. <laughs> Shots fired. Now, Shots fired. Now I got to try. Yeah. Some people Don't claim say blue. that in fact, just a... Be on the safe side. Don't say eggs. 
just don't say any of that stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> Crazy okay. times we're living in, and that's putting it mildly. Uh, Kelly, yeah. I am so oh, happy God. for you because you, you have graduated from a program. And I saw the post on Facebook. I saw the lovely photo. Why don't we get started with a soft opening here by asking you about your training recently. Now, as I understand it, you became a minister. Right. I'm a, I'm a reverend doctor now. It's a, I got a, it was simultaneously a ministerial um, proclamation as well as um, I earned my doctorate over that, you know, when, when COVID happens, go back to school, you know, do the things like connect some of the dots that you've always wanted to connect, but didn't have time to do. So from the time COVID started until basically now I I've been finishing up those studies and um it's basically it with an interfaith ministerial emphasis. Interfaith ministerial. Uh-huh. And- so I'm an interfaith minister and oh. with a doctoral degree. Congratulations to you. <laughs> now I can officially take the quotation marks off of Dr. Dream. That was what well, that was all about. Go. <laughs> right. And <laughs> so that the reputation persists. There, you're a multifaceted person, Kelly. What is going on in terms of where you encounter people who are in their lives, like the rest of us, in the moment, not necessarily aware of it, right? But in the moment, having their dreams, their lives are unfolding. We're in a strange situation where we thought we got over the worst of the pandemic, and hopefully that will prove to be true. But now I was just I was watching the news here a few minutes before we went on air. And I'm finding out that uh, this this COVID transmissibility is again on the rise because of the subvariants. Right. And in addition to that, now we're going to be dealing with monkeypox, which showed up mm-hmm. in Florida, where Suzanne and I live. I don't know where else it is right now, but on the Miami right. side, over on the Atlantic, there uh, even monkeypox. I'm going. To, well, the Mother Earth must be pretty po'd at us right now because she's given us a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Our dreams, I think, are working overtime right now to help to keep us sane. And I think one of the reasons why I'm such a fan of dreams is that they offer us a solution, a portal to a higher and more vast point of view than just what is happening in our immediate present moment, which can sometimes in moments like this feel pretty dire and even if our dreams are difficult, even if they're they're not pleasant, if we if we shine some light on them, we find that they're offering us insight into how to cope and how to survive better under these difficult circumstances. So um, it's this is I mean I think more than ever, I think our dreams are helping us, and we really it would behoove us to pay attention to them if we don't want to just be victimized by all the craziness going on around us. So we're going to jump back to the kids on Zoom, which I still can't hear them right now. But God, they look good. I know. They look fantastic, don't they? I'm having a dream that Manson Mitchell, I'm <laughs> trying to get to them. It's like, this is this is a common dream where you're trying to, technology is always wonky in dreams. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is just like a waking dream. So what we can do, let's just do this. Let's take a quick little break, uh, Kelly, and uh, we'll be right back with more from Manson Mitchell. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. 
The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, you know, Benny, the thing about a song like that is it puts you back in a place at a time there. I'm going somewhere in the 1980s. I can't access it at the, at the second there, but the idea that there are sounds there from it, it starts to become part of the soundtrack of our lives. It becomes part of who we are. We identify with these eras that have gone by, but the music still tells us about ourselves here in 2022. 100%. And uh, actually, that would be a flashback for me uh, from my roller skating days in Alaska. I think I was like nine or 10. That's that probably... was a flashback oh, really? for me. From, oh. That was a flashback for me from a play I was in called Voices from the High School. That was the song that led us in to Act Two. It was so nostalgic awesome. to hear that little bit. Yeah. Huh. Cool. That's that's the kind of you know, nostalgic. Yes, that is definitely the way I feel when I hear a lot of these. Not that one in particular, but it's a concept mm. we're talking about. I get it. Mm. <laughs> We're talking with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Dr. Dream is making another house call on Manson Mitchell, and uh, she's expanded her expertise. I mean, if, if she's Dr. Dream, she also has a doctorate, and she's I'm going to have to start to address her in a more uh, multifaceted fashion because it seems like you do dreams, you're best known for those, <laughs> Kelly, but you're involved with a more expanded view of metaphysics. And I'll bet, knowing you as I do, you're trying to integrate all of that into your practice. Oh, Gary, you're so psychic. Oh, my heavens. I'm, yeah, I, I try to. And I, I think dreams is still, it's still the big umbrella, but I'm really, I mean, the, the, the new book that I'm working on is about, um, it's called a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And it's really about how to, how to, how to use our dreams, how to use our life, how to, how to use our mind to be able to not just stay stuck in the mud when, when tragedy strikes or when difficulties come to be opportunistic about them and, and look for the gold. So in a way, looking at all the, the, the major religions of the world, and they all came from dreams and, and way back when, during difficult times, it's, I think we're, it's like, you know, just to quote Jesus, and this isn't an exact quote, but said, this and greater things can ye do. And we're that ye he was talking about. And I think our dreams give us access to some of the, the wisdom that is, that's possible for us to tap into right now. And if not now, then when, for God's sakes. Yes, that's for sure. Uh, I, I look at uh, I look at circumstances throughout the day because Suzanne and I watch a lot of news. Other people mm. say, "Well, I don't turn my TV on." You've been missing some stuff. <laughs> if that's yeah. if maybe that was the idea, and that's a strategy too. But yeah. in, in watching the news before we do what we do here, I yeah. see so many things going on simultaneously that I can't yeah. help but wonder, Kelly, if. Yeah. People start to process all of this in their dreams in a way that they weren't doing before. Almost like oh, we sure. haven't seen this particular movie with everything that's happened in the pandemic in our lifetime, the first in a hundred years. So you it's look at so all true. that, and we're wondering, okay, so <clears throat> what is it that you dream about? Are, are people coming to you, Kelly, and saying, you know, I'm, I have dreams where I'm trying to 
uh, you know, run away from this virus, it looks monstrous, it's chasing me? Or do people exactly. have, quite popularly, even now, do they have the kinds of dreams that are more aspirational in nature? Because pandemic oh or gosh. no pandemic, a woman wants to meet the man of her dreams, man wants to meet his fantasy girl, and they're all going to go off riding into the sunset and be happy. Those things, it seems to me, are, are sort of, they're so... They're so typical of us that they become evergreen dreams no matter what's going on in the world. Do I have that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And and here's the here's kind of uh, let's see if I can be concise about this. This is the strategy. We all want to have those kind of dreams, our aspirational wish fulfillment dreams. We would prefer if we could to just have those dreams and none of the being chased by a giant blob kind of <laughs> dreams. And one way to actually be able to leverage the dream gods in our favor is to work out our issues in waking life. And it's good to watch the news. And like the crucifixion, I mean, like the Course in Miracles says, look at the crucifixion, but dwell not on it. It's hard to do that when we see mayhem going on around us. It's important to watch the news, but before you go to sleep, please don't fall asleep with the TV on because that is going to create more big blobs chasing you in the night. And it also, the idea is if we want to be rewarded, and I say that word very deliberately, rewarded by having those really wonderful, sweet dreams, then we, it behooves us to, to forgive quickly, to find a way, find a context so that we're not feeling like the world is going to hell in a handbasket, to find a positive solution. And then we will have more we, more of those sweet dreams that we crave. Um, it's it's like to think of think of our dreams. I've probably used this metaphor before with you. Like it's the laundry, and if we if we have a lot of dirty clothes that's like muddy and caked with with junk, we want to kind of get that out of. We want to shake it off before we put it in the washing machine, because otherwise we're going to clog up the machinery, and it's gonna it'll probably still work, but it'll 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 be sluggish, and it might even break it. So we want to get as much of that that fear-based thought out of our consciousness before we go to sleep. And one easy little way to do it, and there's scientific proof on this, there's all kinds of research about before you go to sleep, if you can, no matter what's going on in your life, if you can make a gratitude list of 10 things that are, can be very simple, like breathing, having had a meal that day, having a bed to sleep on, whatever it is, the little act of gratitude right before we go to sleep, it triggers the serotonin in the brain and we're more apt to have sweet dreams when we've just come off of making a gratitude list. Kelly, Suzanne here. I just joined you on the phone. Oh, I hi, was Suzanne. I missed you. What you, were, what you were talking about and I just could not agree more and we've heard from other people as well that, you know, it's not a good idea to be watching TV before you go to sleep. It's you know, not a good idea to have that blue light in you from right. an iPad that you right. should, um, you know, have some quiet time, a, a, a space of time. Mm -hmm. But the idea that your thoughts are going to come with you, you have to purposefully, mm -hmm. unconsciously find something good to think about. And, yeah, and, and I know mm -hmm. when I when I've got like so much news in my head before I'm going to sleep, I do that gratitude exercise that you're talking about. And mm. sometimes it's no more than um, counting all the flowers. There's, right. a, there's an exercise that somebody told me to do one time mm. where when you're trying to go to sleep, that you take every letter of the alphabet and assign something to it. So I started assigning flowers, oh. you know, a, a, a for asters and B for bachelor's buttons and C for carnations and D for daffodils. And, and oh, when you're thinking that. about flower shapes and sizes and colors and other things, you're just getting away from the latest you know, mass shooting or terrible thing that's going on TV. Oh, that is such you a brilliant idea. You have to put yourself idea. in a different spot, don't you? 
You do. And it is, it's a muscle. It's not like if we just went on autopilot, we would all just be crying and huddled together and thrashing around. Like that's, that's kind of the natural response to all the, all the tragedy and trauma that's going on in the world. So we have to do something that's, that's counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive to think about flowers during such a time as this. It's counterintuitive to make a gratitude list. It's not our limbic brain has a hold of us. And it's like, no, you must defend against the worst thing. And it's like to sleep inside of that adrenaline is a recipe for so many nightmares and a fitful sleep. And then we wake up in the morning and then we're even less equipped for to be able to handle the events of our lives. So there's nothing better that we could do for ourselves and society than having a really good night's sleep and 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 as sweet as dreams as we can possibly conjure and we have something to say in that matter my day is very affected by the dreams that i've had when i wake up in the morning yeah. i can i can get off on the on the right foot or the wrong foot based on Ooh. what has been happening overnight i can right. be optimistic or i can be pessimistic depending on a lot of what's happened in the dream state so i you think know, it uh, would be good if we couldn't purposefully make better dreams it's so true and if we don't it's okay because there's this i'm, I'm actually speaking on monday at the international association for the study of dreams the iasd conference and people can still come if they're interested in dreams. There's going to be people, dream workers from all over the world at this conference in Tucson. It's asdreams.org if anyone wants to check it out. But I'm talking about how you can wake up in the morning with a nightmare. And it doesn't have to adversely affect the rest of your day if you do a few simple things. And we've probably talked about this, I'm sure, before on the show, but it bears repeating. When you wake up with an unsettling dream, remember that you are the director of that dream and e- and your dream isn't over just because you wake up. That means that you have the ability to, as if you were lucid in the dream, in your journal or even in your mind or even in a conversation over coffee with Gary, you could say, wow, I had this dream that was awful. And if I was lucid and I was back in that dream, this is how I would change it. Or this is how I would engage with that big blob that was chasing me. I might shrink it down to the size of a pea, or I would ask it why it's chasing me and what its good intent is and what I'm supposed, what gift I'm supposed to get from it. And then you're not done with the dream until you're exalted, until you feel good. Mm. Well, I like that. And just see if I reference any blobs ever again. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of... Early Steve McQueen movie, yes. And and, uh, the woman that played Helen Crump was in that one, too, I recall. She was filling out like jelly out of a movie theater. And in the blog, what was funny about it, too, is that, I mean, they had a bunch of kids, the locals. Hey, you want to be in a movie? And they go over there. (laughs) Now, we want you kids to run out of the theater because there's a blob chasing you. Okay, so try to visualize blob and then exit the theater rapidly as though you're in a state of terror. There comes the blob. They had kids running out of the theater laughing. So this you were one of those kids that was your first your first brush with fame? No, I wasn't one of those kids. Oh. Gary watches too much Spengoolie, uh, Kelly. He's watching oh. Spengoolie and all the horror movies on Saturday nights. Oh God, that is hilarious. And they'll oh even God. stop it on Spengoolie and they'll show where the kids are laughing. They're not following direction, I tell you. <laughs> and, they're, and they'll freeze it to like, you know, forever. There's this image of this kid. He thinks he's laughing like he's in some kind of a picnic. It's a joke, you know. And they're supposed <laughs> to be running in sheer terror for their lives because of this crimson monster from space that's just oozing out of the theater massively. Oh, and God. The whole thing I blame on Steve McQueen. We wouldn't even be talking about this kind we of would, stuff except for Steve McQueen and a damn movie of his, which had a very cool theme song, by the way. If you listen to the opening theme song from The Blob, I'm telling you, it's, it's a hip little number. It's the kind of thing they could have released as a novelty song, and it introduces this goofy sci-fi movie. Oh, now I want to hear it, Benny. Benny might be able to <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. From The Blob movie. 
<laughs> Do you have a blob on your playlist? <laughs> Not at the moment. But... <laughs> it's going to become the new the new theme song for the Manson Mitchell show. Started with oh, oh, there you go. So. I don't know. I'm not sure we can master that kind of hipness. That's a degree of hipness that exceeds our capacity currently. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know, you guys are so uh, Dan hip. and I will talk about our dreams there if if, if one stands out. and many mornings over coffee there's really nothing to report because we just didn't remember them. And Suzanne is more of a journaler than me, but I'll recall some because there's a theme involved, or it, it involves specific individuals there, and I want to mm-hmm. know what the meaning might be. But mm-hmm. In that sort of situation, I often I remind myself and then I forget, you know? But when I remind mm-hmm. myself and do something about it, I can treat dreams as a time when I have no other obligations. This is overnight. And I can tell my subconscious mind that I want to work on this specific issue or a set of issues. Mm -hmm. And I will find myself, it doesn't happen often enough, believe me, but there have been times in my life when I have awakened in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning with the answer to a question that had perplexed me for days or even weeks until I give it to my subconscious, go to bed, and then I wake up with, oh, my God, I didn't think about that. I could do that in this situation. Maybe that would make things better. To me, yeah, that's the, the glory of dreams, that, you, that it can serve a constructive conscious purpose, even though you're bringing your subconscious in to conduct the inquiry, as it were. Absolutely. And it's everything our dreams do for us is constructive, and that's just one of the things that we can easily grab onto. And it, it would be really wise of us if we had the clarity to be able to pose a question each night or to pose even a theme or a topic that would be, you know, even a, even an, um, a dream in the waking life sense, like a, an aspiration and let, and hand it over, like handing over a baton to the dreams and letting them work on it. And then if we remember any bit of a dream, consider that that's part of the feedback loop. That's the call and response. That's our answer and or a suggestion about a maybe a nudge in the right direction. And um, that's, I call this dream festing. I have a whole course on it on my website that is like dedicated to focusing in on what I like to call the prime real estate of those precious, precious moments right before we wake up in the morning and then right as we wake up in the morning, right as we go to sleep at night and right as we wake up in the morning. Kelly, I've heard you say before not to reject part of a dream. Sometimes when you wake up, you can't remember the whole thing or who was involved or where you were, but you remember some piece of it. It's like if you've got a thousand-piece puzzle, you might be looking at two or three pieces, and you don't really have the whole puzzle. But I've heard you say before, even if you have a part of your dream, that's still worth looking at. Yes, exactly. I think it was John Muir that said that if you, one little leaf in a forest contains the entire forest. So if you have just one tiny recollection of a dream, that's, it's, it's a very sacred piece. Now to our rational, logical mind, we might just dispute that and say, no, it couldn't possibly be worth anything. It's just a little fractal. But we can do so much with that. In fact, sometimes it's easier to do dream work when you've got something just elegant and simple. I don't know if I shared with you about Debbie Weissman, who is a contributor to my first Chicken Soup for the Soul book, Dreams and Premonitions. She has this story about the codpiece. I'm sure I told you about this. (laughs) She just woke up with the word codpiece. And that ended up taking her on this wild journey to completely changing her life. And she's a completely different being all these years later because of that one dream that she was able to work with. <laughs> and that is funny. It can be a word or, or a picture or a color or something. Yeah. And then you think, oh, well, that, that wasn't very much. I can't do much with that. But, you know, as you've said, kind of be aware of even the parts of a dream because yeah. – even if you don't remember every part of it, you can remember that uh, something significant. It's it's almost like a little trigger. 
Exactly. And I don't know if I've shared my jet set formula with you guys, but this might be valuable for you and your listeners. You know, you um, did, but I'd like you to do it again. Okay. And I don't want to bump into your commercial. So is that, should I do it now to give you? Go ahead and then we'll take our break and come back and market the hell out of you. <laughs> oh my heavens. Oh my God. Okay. So here's what to do with whether it's just a little snippet of a dream or a full blown gone with the wind meets the matrix level detail of dreams. You, the it's jet set. So think about Dream interpretation is meant to be something that lifts you higher, that elevates you, that enlivens you. And it's meant to also be relatively quick and simple and to the point. So J, it's an acronym, by the way. So J stands for just the facts, ma'am. Write down in your journal or when you're speaking your dream to somebody, just the main events. Don't go on any long meanders about, oh, that reminds me of my grandma and and the, the Afghan she quilted me or knitted me or whatever. Just stick with the facts. The E stands for emotion. How did you feel in the dream? Or what was the energy like in the dream? T is for the title and or subtitle, as if your dream were a movie. And do do this quickly, like first thing that comes to your mind without giving it much thought, because that'll often give us a very, um, very quick and elegant reading into the dream just by itself, just by the title. And then S is for the standout symbols. And I always suggest if you if it's a full dream that you remember, pick at least three symbols. If you only have one symbol, that's fine too. But one to three symbols is all you need for that. And while you're on that, what do those symbols mean to you? If you if if you were an alien and you didn't know already what they meant, what would they mean? Like kind of describe what they mean as if you're describing it to an alien. And then the second E in the formula is for, it's a big word, it's enlighten. If this dream were trying to enlighten you, what might, how might you see that? How is this dream trying to enlighten you? In other words, how is it trying to make you better? How is it trying to help you get rid of data that you don't need to hold on to? How is it trying to move you forward in your life, give you an insight? How is it trying to enlighten you? And then the last T in the jet set formula, this is where the plane comes in for a landing and it lands on the tarmac. It's how are you going to take it to the streets? So T is for take it to the streets. What action will you do in your waking life to honor the message of this dream? Might you call that person that you hadn't thought about in a long time, but they showed up randomly in your dream? Might you wear that sparkly shamrock outfit that's been hiding in the nether regions of your closet? Might you, what, what might you do that would honor the dream? And what that does is it's as if you're sending a signal to your dreams that you're paying attention, that you are being respectful, as if in a relationship you're telling the dreams that you're listening. And if you listen, then the dreams will tend to come in louder and clearer, just like a person that you're respecting and listening to. They'll tend to reveal themselves to you. So that's Jet Set. Why don't we go ahead and take our break now again. And when we come back, we're going to put you in touch with Kelly Sullivan Walden, our honored guest of the hour. She is a dream doctor, but so much more. She keeps piling up credentials. She has one of those dens where you go in, you got, even though you're indoors, you've got to put on sunglasses because of all the shine that comes oh with associating with Kelly Sullivan Walden. She's a friend of ours. She's a friend of yours, too, if you'll allow it. We'll be gone for a couple of minutes, and we'll come back, and you can find out what's going on in Kelly World, and we'll have a website for you as well. We are Manson Mitchell, and you are tuned in to Seattle's home of alternative talk, AM 1150. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine, with all your itinerary, we could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. 
Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell. And our very special guest this hour is Kelly Sullivan Walden. Kelly, we have so enjoyed talking with you time after time about dreams. And you have so many books. And I think you know we have the uh, Hero's Journey dream cards that Gary and I each pull one a week, and we've been doing this for years, and Aww. we ask ourselves, how is this important to us this week? And then we, we pull a card there. You have cards, you have books, you have so many interesting things going on. Please direct our listeners as to what you have and where they can find you. Oh, thank you so much. And I that means so much to me that you guys pull the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle cards. Thank you so much. Um, I'll start with that. If people want to get a copy of those or they just want it, the virtual version, there's an app out so you can pull it on your phone. And there's ah. um, a Lumin Luminous Humanness book, but there's also a Luminous Humanness app with meditations as well. Um, I, the, I'd say the big thing that's going on in my world, besides what everything that you can get all kinds of dream, free dream meditations on kellysullivanwalden.com. That's the easiest place to go to sign up. And, um, but I have a new book that's coming out in January, but it just became available for pre-order on Amazon. It's called A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. It's the art of transforming the tragic into magic. And um, for people that want to be a part of my my book launch, whenever you buy the book, I'm going to just save your save your little receipt number. And when the launch happens, I've got a bunch of free gifts that I'm going to be giving away that are going to be like, I don't know, up to hundreds of not hundreds of thousands, just hundreds of dollars worth of gifts. And I'll be speaking in Arizona in a couple of days. Um, you can find out about that at the asdreams.org. It's the International Association for the Study of Dreams, which is exciting. And I have a new radio show. It's it's on mindbodyspirit.fm and it's called the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. That's what they decided to call it. So <laughs> that's that's what's going on in my world. But mostly and how oh can and I do find you on the radio, Kelly. Where do uh, they go? That? They go. They can go to uh, on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play. They can look up the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, and they'll okay. get back back episodes. Also, uh, upcoming, I have a Dream Work Practitioner Training for people want to who want to do Dream Work incorporated into their current profession or or just become a Dream Coach. And I also have a writing workshop. I'm I'm working on with people um, that's going to be coming up in September to help them get their books done. I call it Get Her Done. So, mm. yeah, so many people have a book in them that needs to be written. Exactly. That's why I started to to do this kind of as a sideline. I just got kind of tired of telling people, write your damn book. 
because I'm there's so many stories. I have a feeling you, Gary and Suzanne, have at least one or two or three up your sleeves. So I don't know. Maybe this is the <laughs> nudge you do. need to get your book done. We do. <laughs> yeah. We have lots of books do we talk about writing. Yeah. Do it. None do that it. we write, but a lot that we talk about writing. <laughs> Oh my heavens. Well, you've got stories to tell with all this, all the guests you've interviewed and all the life experiences and all the wisdom that you both have. I'd love to read your books. So, all right. Anyway, the best place to get you is kellysullivanwalden.com. That's correct. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Facebook. Actually, I'm starting to do TikTok. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's almost my full name. I couldn't get it all in there. It's Kelly S. Wald. <laughs> and then on instagram it's (laughs) (laughs) exactly and then on instagram it's kelly s walden and facebook it's kelly sullivan walden dreams excellent excellent i got a question for Mm -hmm. kelly which is among you would have just uh, all walks of life in your clientele by this point i'm sure but kelly i'm curious to know are there mainstay themes with which people have to grapple no matter where they come from, no matter what their income, no matter what their religious beliefs, mm. which can be a key factor? Do you deal with a lot of guilty dreams, people that experience mm. and try to process their guilt over something they have done or something they mm. should have done, and it plays out like a dreamscape? And I'll bet more than one of your clients has awakened in the middle of the night 3.30 or something in the morning, you know, and say, yeah. I felt so guilty. Oh, my God, I wronged this person. I have to go and contact them as soon as possible. Or they feel guilty for holding a grudge against someone who harmed them. There's an endless array of reasons to feel guilty. But I wonder mm. if that, that heavy base element of guilt invades people's dreams regularly. Sure. I mean, it's it's our dream's job to show us what is our unfinished business and it will tend to amplify and exaggerate that unfinished business and so that we can remember it to make it sort of epic. So it might not show up exactly verbatim about what happened, but you might but it it might be something symbolic of that. Like you might be, you know, stepping on somebody that's like tiny under your feet and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't, I squashed them." It's like, "Well, who did you squash in your waking life? Who did you not make time for, not make room for?" So yeah, I would say that a lot of our unfinished business is where other people have quote unquote abused their power on us and where we were the victim of that or where we did that. And that's even, that's even harder. That's a harder pill to swallow. In some way, it's easier to, to be the victim of what somebody else, somebody else's wrongdoing. It's harder to recognize oh my God, it was me. I'm the one that did that thing. So I would say it's a step up the evolutionary ladder to have dreams where you feel guilt. It means A, you're not a sociopath and B, it shows you what to do, kind of what the what that piece is that you've got to face and embrace and maybe take some action on in your waking life. And often if that's a recurring dream, then it, it means that there does need to be some action in your waking life if you don't want to keep being plagued by these dreams. We do have um, the ability to stop these recurring unpleasant dreams by making some kind of course correction in our waking life. Well, thank you. Kelly, as a hypnotherapist, I would think that um, in your background, you have had people who want to give up certain habits, whether it's uh, smoking or overeating or... Mm -hmm. You know, there there would be some common themes, mm-hmm. and with your your background in hypnotherapy, do you talk to people about what they can do using their dreams to overcome perpetual situations? You know, I've been trying to lose twenty pounds for the last you know fifteen years. Or, you know, I've been trying to give up smoking or stop biting yeah. my nails or whatever their, yes. their issue is. But is there, is there a way that people can actually get past some of these lifelong hurdles by using their dreams? 
Sure. And I would say there's the work to do cognitively, and then we don't necessarily do the work in our dreams. Our dreams are doing that work for us. Unless we're really skilled lucid dreamers, then we're actually doing it in our dreams. But it's what we do with that dream content in our waking state and what we do before we go to sleep and what we do when we wake up. For example, one of the one of the most important things I learned is when somebody comes in and they have a, a habit that they want to change, it, it seems like the obvious thing to do is to coach them on some corrective behavior. Like um, I was talking to somebody the other day who who just can't seem to get motivated. And so instead of being like, all right, well, let's set some goals and call me every day and let's do this. Instead, it was like, let's talk to the sub-personality that wants to just lay low under the radar and not do anything. Maybe yeah. maybe this is a, maybe this is a sub-personality that's been relegated to the closet, but he's actually got some wisdom. So we spent a lot of time actually in many ways celebrating this this underachiever this guy that this 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 part of this guy that that didn't want to do anything because in many ways as we as we delved into that he's been he's the savior of this guy he dealt with a lot of drama in his life and this part of him that's quote unquote lazy is actually it's sort of akin to being a zen monk in a way it's like we're he knows how to he knows how to relax even in the face of great adversity so it's kind of like in the cognitive state, look at what's right about those behaviors. Look at what's right about the smoking subpersonality that wants to check out. What the what's right about the smoker is they want to also relax. They want to get out of the fray, or they want to bond. They want to have deeper level communication than they have when they're not smoking. So there's always something underneath the 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 bad behavior, so to speak that is actually a really good virtue. And then we, once you see that and you celebrate that, then you start to, on the cognitive level, problem solve about what are some other ways you can get those needs met that might be a level up and then send that point of view. Like think about that as you go to sleep, let that be, as, as opposed to let's squash this behavior that we don't like. It's never gonna go away that way. It only becomes stronger and bigger. And then paying attention to, to what shows up in in the dream and then working with that and always if it's a nightmare i always i mean this is what my whole my whole new book about is about it's kind of about celebrating the crisis celebrating the negative thing because as we do that we become closer to what the solution is we become closer to what the gold is in the midst of it and that's how we dissolve the problem not by fighting on the level of the problem but by celebrating it and then watching it change before our eyes well, I like that idea, uh, acknowledging it, like what is the good aspect of it, because, right. you know, we, we're resisting. We're resisting the, the things that we don't like about our behavior, wishing mm-hmm. we could change them. And, you know, some people do succeed, but it just seems to be so rare. Yeah. It seems like people have have problems that go on for decades and it's the same problem all the time. And I think the truth is, is that there's, we, we, there's many archetypes in our society. I mean, some people are wired to fight. They're wired to be on the front lines. They're wired to protest. And that actually feeds them and fuels them and, and makes them stronger. Some of us, it's like, we all have a job to do. And the idea is to find what our job is in response to the drama. And some of us, many people I imagine that listen to this show, since this is, you guys mostly cover mind, body, spirit topics. Some people that listen to this show might not be the front lines type, but they might be the type to, in their meditation, in their prayers, in their dreams, seek to become a healing vessel themselves and on a more metaphysical level send healing thoughts and vibrations to the world and still vote, obviously still like call your congressperson. But, but we all need to, I think in the midst of these difficult times we're in, most of us, if we're looking for it, we'll find more clarity about what our role is and, and what our role isn't. The idea is to find what gives us life and what gives us juice and what, what has us feel a sustained level of, relative joy 
And I think, you know, if we pay attention, we'll start to find that it's not a cookie cutter kind of a, a thing. It's not a one size all one size fits all kind of a thing. Right. If we pay attention, our dreams will give us that clarity. All right. Any last questions in the last two minutes, Gary? It would be simply this. If you were going to make a rough estimate, Kelly, would you say that we as a species, are we humans close to using half of our mental capacity, conscious, subconscious, all the layers of the brain? Are are we approaching any kind of tipping point where we'll start to see new talents and behaviors become characteristic of the entire race? Oh, that is the most amazing question ever. I would say we're making progress, but I think most people that are in this field and even metaphysicians and quantum physicists would say that at best, even the best of us are using maybe five, maybe 10% of our total capacity. I think we are far, far, far from waking all the way up. But that what's exciting about that is that there's a lot more territory to explore. And the more of this that we explore, if those of us who are on the vanguard that are seeking to grow, seeking to to make the best of ourselves while we're here, we're 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 taking we're kind of the pioneers and we're finding new things, new advances. And as we awaken, I think we can dedicate it to may all awaken and may all be lifted as we are lifted. I love the optimism. Yeah. Go ahead, Gear. And that was pretty much just thank you, Kelly. You gave us a reason to smile, but also a reason to hope that there's there's so much more that we can do. So uh, let's take care of our bodies that house these brains because there's a lot of adventure ahead. Yeah. And in the darkest of days is where some of the most brilliant insights come. So this may just be that time and we may be the ones to get those insights. So let's be on the lookout for them and not waste the crisis. Oh, Kelly, thank you so much for being with us today and for putting up with our technical difficulties as well. Oh, my God. There's no there's no putting up with. I love you guys, Manson Mitchell (laughs) and Benny Mathers. What a fun time this has been. I adore you. Thank you for having me again. Thank you. Sweet dreams. All right. And make sure you watch American Road Trip Talk or listen to at one o'clock today going to have Dina Marie on. She's going to be talking about the glories of Langley, Washington. It's like Festival City there. We hope you have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening.